paid only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Hemda. Our guest today hosts a very popular SDR show, which is celebrating going to twice a week. He's the owner of Gas Digital Network. Please welcome Ralph Sutton. Hello. Hey. Hello, ladies. Can I say ladies? Is that inappropriate these days? We Fuck all identify you. Get off as my ladies. show. <laughs> also that. <laughs> I just like yelling at men. Yeah. That's what a lady would do, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest issues, by the way, is that all ladies aren't on the same page with what's the right thing to do these days. And that's why it's funny. That's, that's our biggest issue facing ladies right now <laughs> is not unanimous pronoun agreement. Yeah, right. Also true. free bleeding. <laughs> yeah, We're everyone. I'm here to heal everybody. We're all <laughs> free bleeding over here. We cannot afford the tampons. We all just want to be called cunts and free bleed on the train. And that's really, you know, the that's platform kinda, that yeah. I'm living You're on. You're heading in the right direction based on the top of this podcast. I got to yeah. tell you, Andrea, that's your personality. You just described so much of you. What, a cunt on a train? What? Being, being, <laughs> wanting to be called a cunt and free bleeding on the subway. Yeah, yeah. Like, I that's feel seen. But, but, but like, like a lady, respectfully. No, no, you know what I mean? obviously like a lady, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> She's a lady. That's the thing. When someone calls you a cunt and they mean it in the bad way, you can tell. But when someone calls you a cunt in the fun way, you're like, oh, I love it. Look at you. Oh, but God. it's rare. It's rare yeah, when someone no, can really pull that no off. No negative connotation in other countries. Like, in uh, England and in Australia, it's in yeah. a, It's like calling you sweetheart, you know? Yeah. No, negative. don't push it. <laughs> sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> we'll give you a pass, but that's like, you know, you're falling off the face of the earth. With oh, them. your mother, cunt. You say, good yeah. morning, cunt. Yeah, I do. And she's like, oh, with my biscuits. That's so nice. <laughs> and then she hops on a bicycle with a basket and a baguette in it. You know yeah. how we like to do, you know, your mother, the cunt. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have Ralph here today. Uh, Ralph has... Yeah, where, where did your cunty mother deliver you? Yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Mamonides Hospital, like a true man. Mm. <laughs> wow. So what neighborhood did you grow up in? Uh, well, first, what's crazy, by the way, is I was born on New Year's Eve, and I have a twin brother born on New Year's Day. I was born on New Year's Eve. Oh, really? That's cool. Hey, oh, look at that. The worst birthday. Yeah, but Andrea <laughs> ate her twin in the womb. That's the difference That's between cool. you and her. Yeah, my brother and I were born in different decades because I was born in '69. He was born in '70, four minutes apart. Very. You were born in '69. Look at you. Hey, nice, right? And uh, guy, I grew up in uh, what you would call Gravesend, which is not very popular term, but that's where I grew up. It's not a term; it's a real place, Ralph. Nobody uses it though. You don't really. If you say to the average person Gravesend, they don't know what you're talking about. But what is it called? I mean, that's what it's called. called. But people know Sheepshead Bay, which is nearby, or Kings Highway, Crown Avenue, which I was around the corner from. Yeah. But they don't know that area is called Gravesend. I mean, it's not great branding. I don't right. love something yeah. with grave in it as like, yeah. you know, the especially not word. the end. Yeah, I, kn- I knew a little bit of Sheep's Head Bay. You sort of had the like kind of douchey, gassed up headed guys there. Right. Yeah. But they were they were cute and they smelled good. I, you know, Tracy, you're going to argue with me because you love these dudes. No, this it's is- not that it's Sheep's Head Bay is where Noel lived for many years. I worked there for many years. I worked. I, I don't want to brag, but I worked in an Applebee's on Emmons Avenue, right down the block from Roland Roaster, Roland which Roaster. is a, my favorite, which is a national treasure um, yeah. <laughs> where you can. So p- for people that are listening that don't know what we're talking about, Roland Roaster. I don't know what you're talking about. I've lived in the city <laughs> for 12 
12 years. Okay, what the also, fuck is Roland so Roaster? Little known fact, there was a Roland Roaster in the city uh, right around the corner from uh, Webster Hall. Do you remember this, Ralph? Yeah, I think it was there for about an hour and a half because it went out of business quick. Well, that was a pretty long hour for me because I used to see it all the time. Yeah. But uh, Roland Roaster is a place where you get roast beef, right? So get it, Roaster. Okay, got it. And then roll means to put cheese on everything. And they have like this liquid yellow orange cheese and they just squirt it on everything. A little bit here. It was because it all came on rolls. Oh, I thought like, because don't they put like rolling, like think like you order something rolling. No, no, all all the sandwiches came on rolls. That's Uh right. Roll and roast to roll and roast beef. And then you could really? add the cheese. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure. I thought it was the cheese, but you know what? I'm going to go with you, Ralph. You are much more Brooklyn than I am. Yeah. This is very drunk people food, right? Oh, this my God. Yeah, but it's delicious. Very... It's still great, okay. though. I, I will still go back to Brooklyn for certain things once in a while just because mm-hmm. I have to have them. Rollin' Roaster, up the block from Rollin' Roaster, Randazzo's Clam Bar. Which Delish. Is the best clam bar I've ever been to to this day. Get the Zupa de Clam. Get it white. And it's incredible. And then I go to L and B's for a uh, pizza slice every now and then. A square. That's L and B Spumoni Gardens, which has the best upside down Sicilian pizza in the yeah. universe. Yeah, those places have to go once in a while because that is my childhood. Those three places. I totally get that. Now, also, um, so Roller Roaster is like super roast beef. They have corn fritters. You dip everything in this like cheese. The other little known fact about Roller Roaster is that if you go there on your birthday, you get to spin the wheel. Um, is I the wheel made of cheese also? <laughs> I wish because I would go. Is um, everything in this place made of cheese? Including your arteries. Yeah. Y- yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you spin the wheel, you get a prize. Okay. So it just lands on like what pri- I think you get like gift cards. Also, something that Noelle taught me, uh, if you spend $100 at Rollin' Roaster, which she did often. You will get a heart attack later. <laughs> you get a free pizza. Why? Free Where is the pizza from? So I was right. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So I used to work late nights near there at a, at a club called Christopher's. And right. afterwards, I'd go because they were open till four, five, five in the morning. They closed late. And I went there to get a sandwich and a roast beef and whatnot. And I was by myself and I'm looking out towards the parking lot. And I watched one guy pull a gun on another guy. The other guy, the guy that's got the gun pulled on him. It sounds like this is from a movie, but uh-huh. I swear to God, this is what happened. I could clearly hear him say, if you're going to pull that gun, you better fucking use it. The kid he could tell wasn't going to use it. He pulled the gun out of his hand and then started beating him with it. Oh, crazy. I always dream of doing that. I dream of doing that. I've never been, I've never had a gun pulled on me, but I have had people, I had someone once grab my phone out of my hand. Um, I also, I also had someone, I mean, listen, very threatening. That's my source of happiness. Um, And I also had someone grab, grab me by the pussy. I had someone once grab me, by the pussy in Bushwick, and, and you I was for six months. <laughs> no, I fucking I you chased still him. Together? I oh. chased him down the block, and he I wasn't expecting that. it. Like he was like, he was like, I'm gonna do a drive by pussy grab and keep going, and this bitch isn't gonna do anything. And I was in such a bad mood, and I was almost oh, happy well. about it. I was like, oh, you gave me a reason to fucking chase you Did down you the block. I, I couldn't catch him. He was a teenager, but I, I'm like, next time you grab a chick by the pussy, you're going to think twice. Yeah. Also, go slowly after you do it because, I mean, he doesn't know if you were chasing him to be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy steal a phone from me once while I was talking and I chased him 
through the streets of New York City for about six blocks. Yeah. I caught, a, caught up with him in front of Webster Hall and got my phone back. Webster Whoa. Hall, again, right right back. Did you get Rolling Roaster when you got there? Was this open at the time? <laughs> you deserved it. That's where, the, that's where the New York one was for a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Once I, I had someone take, um, me and my friend just finished a run, which I'm not a good runner, so it's like a quick walk, you know what I mean? With like a little bit of air it's lost like a in my lungs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a little more paced maybe. We just put our phones down, you know, just to kind of like there's no pockets or something. This was before all the leggings with the pockets. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we turn oh, around wow. for a second and two people are down the block. We look, we don't have the phone. We chase after them. And I'm thinking like, I don't think I've ever been in a real fight before, but I know how to talk. <laughs> like yeah, I, you, You've got a fucking mouth on you. <laughs> so I get, I get I've in front of them. Customer service representatives. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Okay. I, sure. I get in front of them and I go, uh, I think you have our phones. And they're like, no. I'm like, well, you just found two phones and now they're in your bag. And I see them actually because one of your bags is see-through. So those are our phones. And they're like, really? And I'm like, mm-hmm, you can give us our phones back now. And you just kind of like. Were you solo and it was two of them? No, it was two of them and, and both of us ran. It was okay. me and a friend. Okay. We both okay, ran. Well, yeah. Also, a clear purse is not the greatest. Theft uh, <laughs> mechanism? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Hem- Hemda, you have the worst stealing phone story that I've ever heard in my life. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, this makes this clear purse thing a fucking walk in the park. Hemda crashed her bike and smashed her face into the pavement in New York City. And then. Oh, was it into a car? Yeah. Yeah. Into a not moving vehicle. <laughs> I smashed my face. I came up bleeding from everywhere and everyone thought they were looking at a horror film. People were helping me up. They said, hey, we have your phone. We're going to put it in your bag. When everybody left, I didn't have my phone because they actually stole it and started using it right away. Wow. So I also had my wallet in the back of the phone. So they took everything. So I got robbed. <laughs> Left bleeding on the streets of New York with no way to get in touch with anybody. That is the most fucking <laughs> heartless shit when my, I've ever when heard. mine was stolen, uh, I just edited a little bit of this out because I didn't want to... But I chased the guy, caught up with him in front of Webster Hall just as a bouncer came out from Webster Hall. And I said to the guy, this guy stole my phone, call the cops. And he goes in, comes uh-huh. back out. The guy, I say to the guy either give me my phone and go or I'm holding you till the cops come, right? Uh-huh. And so he starts to give me my phone. I see it come out of his pocket. Uh-huh. Then he puts it back in and I turn to my right and I see his three friends are coming towards me. Ooh. And I realize, oh, I'm going to get killed for a stupid phone that I have insurance on anyway. Yeah. The bouncer comes back out. It's the two of us against the four of them, mm. right? The biggest one there, the bouncer just, they, they're about like, they go, one of the guys says, you want to go? And the bouncer doesn't even hesitate just punches the biggest yes. one, lights yeah. up. And that's where I get like a little like, what the fuck just happened? And the kid actually did run away with my phone. I just left that part out because it was kind of a... What? <laughs> After the whole thing, he still got the phone? <laughs> phone, yeah. At least and... someone got punched in the face. Honestly, yeah, that is a successful him. I caught story. him, I got my phone back for a little bit, and then it went <laughs> You were like, you know what? I don't even like this phone. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted the thrill of this whole encounter. Just tell my mom I'm okay. Just text her. <laughs> If you really could. So Graves and Brooklyn, uh, what else is like, what is Graves and Brooklyn known for? Are there... Well, Kings Highway Conan Avenue is like an epicenter because that's where the movie theater was. That's where the first Crazy Eddie, the second Crazy Eddie in Brooklyn was, which was a big 
The prices uh, are insane. Yeah, which I knew him growing up. He was a friend of my mother's. You knew Crazy Eddie? Eddie Antar. Yeah, I knew him well. He wow. passed away a couple of years ago, but um, I knew him very well growing up. Rest in and power, what was he King? like? He was great. I mean, he created... It's funny. The first time I met him, I was probably 14, and there was... CDs were all the rage. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to buy a CD at Crazy Eddie's, and he was sitting on my terrace with my mom. I didn't know who he was. He goes, are you going to Crazy Eddie's up the street? He's like, all right, I'll tell them you're coming. I'm like, all right, right, whatever. I know who he was. We went there, and every CD we put, they just gave him to us for free, which was great. What, what, what CD were you going there for? I mean, I was probably, that time, it wasn't anything too great. I think it was probably the first Michael Jackson CD, it, you know, Bad as one of the first. Yeah, bad that's first great. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing too yeah. great. The not first too great, Michael, like Jackson. The first Michael Jackson. But the first, uh, I think that was his first release on CD was Bad. Yeah, my first okay. three CDs were Michael Jackson's Bad, Air Supply's Greatest Hits, and Journey's Greatest Hits. I am shocked, Ralph. I am totally shocked. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Are you into like hair metal and like oh, slow jams? Hmm. Hair metal. <laughs> you watch it. I don't know. You, I know that you guys are not watching Ralph right now and you can't look at him. By the way, Ralph, great lighting. You look gorgeous. Oh, you, I, know. I know. Lighting, natural, beautiful. I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but it's natural lighting mixed with some uh, side lighting. Oh my wow. God. Ralph's He's really killing it on this lighting. But uh, Ralph, uh, if you look at his picture, you're going to know that he's not lying about those CDs that he was buying. Oh. Yeah, I was a big metal dude. I had long hair down to my ass. Ooh. That's commitment. This yeah. is before the internet. I used to call, this, I was going to strip clubs like, like 18 or 19, mm-hmm. 20 to pick up chicks, right? I, probably, I guess I was a little older, probably To 21. pick up strippers or the chicks that strippers. were hanging? Strippers. Oh, okay. So I would call ahead. This is before you could look this up and prove it to not be true. Mm-hmm. And say, hi, I'm calling from Atlantic Records. My The singer of my band is coming in. One of our new bands are going on tour with Aerosmith. Can you please make sure they're taken care of? And me and my other friend with long hair, we'd go. And we'd say, I think we're on the list. And they would give us free drinks. And they would treat us like kings. We'd always hook up with, with strippers because they thought we were going out on tour with Aerosmith. It was, it was really great. Can't do that I got to tell you, Ralph, um, I've always connected with you on a personal mm-hmm. level, but I think that this is why, like, I think that we just discovered the root of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like we're such bad liars. Like we lie to benefit Yeah. You're bad ourselves. people. Yeah. You're bad. We're, people. we're I love garbage, it. garbage yeah. humans <laughs> because I would get like, uh, you know, I worked in the music industry as well. And I used to get numbers of publicists and get numbers of managers and set things up for myself in the guise that the band was going to be there or, you know, there was an after party that we needed to throw and we needed some special service at the club. Like this is what I did for years. Yeah. And of course for years, it's so stupid. Every girl that I had hooked up with, they thought my real name, well, not my real name, but my, this is the time when Guns N' Roses. Years? Uh, for like three years. Um, remember Slash was big in Guns N' Roses and there's a lot uh-huh. of names that were just like weird names. So my name that girls would call me for years was Storm. They thought my name was Storm. You dork. So stupid. Well, now we know a lot about you. Um, I have Wait, what dogs. was Storm like? No, hold on. I got to follow up. This persona of Storm. Well, like, you be mine. Did I you have your own kind hair. of like thing? I was a, a bass player because I could fake bass. You know, I could fake a bass player. Okay. It's pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I was very like standoffish and aloof kind of vibe. Uh-huh. Know? Mystery man, so to speak. And, yeah, I've dated uh, a thousand of you. So it worked, it worked pretty well. And you can't now... Back then, you could very easily... Not, I mean, then you couldn't easily fact check that it was all bullshit. Now you can. Yeah, yeah, the golden days. Yeah, the easy so, days. Uh, before so Google. As a metalhead, did you like hang with other metalheads? So I've I've hung with metal people here and there. I've gone to St. Vitus, but I'm not like 
a, mm-hmm. a regular in the scene, but it tends to like, you tend to kind of like roll with the same crew and go to all the same places. Did you have like a metal crew? I started my, uh, in, after college, I went to, um, a really true New Yorker, like born in New York, went to co- uh, college in a uh, high, high school in John Dewey, which mm-hmm. is near Coney Island. And then um, my first year was Kingsborough, which is just the worst college. Shout out. Mm-hmm. That's 13th and, grade. And Yeah, exactly. And then Albany and then came back to New York. But my first couple of years, I was a nightclub promoter, but for like the hipster night, cool nightclubs, like Palladium yeah. and uh, all these like trendy clubs, Club USA and stuff like that. But oh, then, that's why I look familiar to you, not because yeah. of Keith and the girl. <laughs> and then I became really into rock around 2000, around, around when I was 20. So what is that, like 1990? And uh, became obsessed with rock girls, sort of growing my hair long. And that's when um, I started working at rock clubs. So Limelight, L'Amour, all mm. the big rock clubs. I was a promoter there running rock nights at those places. And there was a place called Scrap Bar that was really popular. It doesn't exist anymore. It was What's like a weird thing that you, that you know from being a promoter? Like what <laughs> Has something like, happened in a club where you're like... Yeah, well, Slash got a blowjob and snack in, in, a, in a scrap bar. Went to the height of Guns N' Roses. From who? Had, you, from Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Storm. A storm. That's how Storm rolls. <laughs> from yeah. Storm. Should, we, should we leak this to the press? I'm Storm. storm. I suck you off. <laughs> storm, Blue, Slash. Why, why what year was this? Use, why would you not use Blow? Storm and Blow go so much more together. <laughs> yeah, you should have. You should have. I like was that. He, was he getting a blowjob just out in the open of the club or the phone booth in there? Okay. He was in that phone booth. But yeah, I was, you know, I was God bless. the hot, you know, the, the quote unquote cool clubs for a while. But then for a few years, you know, um, the rock clubs is what I spoke to me. I was running rock clubs. And I started working as a DJ in strip clubs in New York. I worked at scores for a long time and lace and all these dumb places. Can, can you give us a little bit of a candy's coming on stage vibe? I really feel silly doing those these days. I don't, I don't care. But uh, it's funny that I, Jake, Jay gives me shit for this because he doesn't think it's true, but I have DJs that will prove it and he doesn't care that they'll prove it because he thinks they're lying because I'm telling them to. Yeah. But for a while, I was one of the, which is the worst brag in the world, top five strip club DJs in the country, right? Ladies, you hear some. that? So Let's they, have some. They would fly me to other clubs to train DJs <laughs> how to make the club more money. Wow. Crazy. It's it's funny that you mentioned Big J because Big J often plays strip club DJs on TV shows. Yeah, sure. And um, one of my favorite, I mean, this is, sorry to bring this name up, but in, Lou, in Louie, there's a great episode of Louie um, where Robin Williams is in it and they Robin Williams and, and him have a friend who dies and they go it's like a friend who everyone hates mm-hmm. um and they go to the strip club that he loved to go to and they find out that like all of the strippers love him and like he's a great guy just to these strip club people and Big J is a strip club DJ and he like announces this guy's death all the strippers are crying like wow, it's, I don't remember that episode that's great it's so it's one of my favorite episodes of Louie and like it, I, I am like there are people that like their whole life is in strip clubs that's their friends sure you know so little known him. fact um, Jay actually uh, Ralph shadowed Big Jay to prepare uh, Jay shadowed you right to prepare for his yeah, role true. in, in, in Hustler uh, in Hustlers yeah no it's funny is that um, oh my other light just died um he gives yeah, me shit like for shit that now. all the time. Yeah, look, now I look terrible. My, my yeah. extra light is all gone. Ugh. But when I was at strip clubs, there was a lot of customers that truly believed they were dating the I girl. Know. And they'd be like, ah, you know, I got to come in tonight because 
it was Candace's birthday last week and she'd be so mad at me if I didn't come in and give her like Jesus Christ. Well, dude. she would be so mad if she didn't yeah. come in and give her some cash. I mean, We'd that is true like, of Candace. Like it's like, ah, oh, here we go. Uh, the old Can lady. you please can you please invite Candace up to the stage? <laughs> I'm not well, gonna do it. It feels exactly. silly to me. She I'm goes by Candy that. at work. Now <laughs> do those guys do those guys ever break like do they ever have a moment where they break to you like I know she doesn't really like me, or do they really f- believe it through and through? I think that when I was doing it, the world has changed there. There used to be no touching of any kind. Mm-hmm. You would get thrown out if you found out that you were hooking on the side. There was mm-hmm. like really strict rules. But once competition in, in New York and all the strip clubs around the world, now you could, there, last time I was in a strip club, there was a condom dispenser in the bathroom. It doesn't have the same cachet it did. Mm-hmm. So I think these guys can end up breaking that uh, barrier, so to speak, and yeah. fucking these girls. So I think it, it any sort of mystery or allure that used to be there is not really there anymore. Uh, actually, I think that the condoms were so you don't get your pants dirty. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, I know for sure that these days it's it's commonplace. One of the club I used to work at in Jersey, they made a deal with the hotel across the street. So just yeah. to keep the strippers there so they could sleep over and do their feature weekends. That makes you feel better. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, I spent most of my I would say late teens early 20s like that around there when i was working in music uh just having meetings at strip clubs actually uh, a mutual friend of of ralph and i where someone we both know uh i worked for them and he would only have his meetings in strip clubs not what come about you're talking about jan yes absolutely okay. and so i worked for for this man and i spent so many nights in strip clubs just having quote-unquote meetings in yeah, that was when it was like uh considered almost i don't want to say upscale but it wasn't it didn't have a negative connotation it was like 30 dollars to get in it was yeah there was an allure to it that and and i mean they used to have a term called don't break space where you couldn't as a girl get between the guy's knees if you were dancing for him or you would get taken off the floor that's really? when they called it gentlemen's club yeah gentlemen's club yeah, yeah. very yeah. different vibe. very different vibe uh-huh. yeah i don't mind a good strip club though I, you know, I got desensitized to it. I haven't been in one in a long time. Maybe, maybe we should do a group outing. Like that should be our first after COVID outing. Like we all just get together, relax, go to a strip club, support some, you know, local strippers. Yeah, yeah, find out if there is, easy. find out if there's still sex in the champagne room. No, this uh-huh. is, this is uh post COVID. This is a different world. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Probably going to go back to the way it used to be with no, don't break space. Everyone's Sa- afraid. <laughs> Safety first. So, Ralph, you grew up in Gravesend. Uh, and then when did you move out of your family's house? Like, what was your first? After college. I went to college in Albany, right? And then when I came back, um, I went, I was only home for like the summer. And then my brother and I moved into a place on 29th and 3rd, which is called Murray Hill area. Yes. But a quick side note, which is funny, I'm such a native New Yorker too. It is hilarious to look at me now. In high school days, which is John Dewey in Coney Island, sure. breakdancing was all that mattered. And I was uh, <laughs> one of the best white breakdancers in Brooklyn. My Get brother the and I fuck out. Know, the Mighty Whiteys, these four white kids. And I was in a movie called Crush Groove uh, that came <gasps> out in uh, the early 80s. Wait, Crush Brew Groove is a big deal. Big deal. But I was only in it for like a half second. I was there. But for also, the your height breakdances? That's seven at the time. I was 5'6", five, 5'7". Six, five, now I'm 6'5". What were but, you, three years old? Yeah. When I was 14, I was five, five, six. And then when I graduated wow. high school, I was six, five. That's quite okay. a growth spurt. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But so then 
I moved into uh, 29th and 3rd with my brother. We lived there together for about four or five years. And how was that? What was the apartment like? It was nice. Actually, I hate to say this. I know one of your questions was the worst apartment you ever lived in. I've only been, which is crazy, that I'm 50 now. Mm-hmm. And other than I left my apartment, I'm not going to include where I stayed in college because that's not really those dorm rooms, right? Sure. But I grew up at home, let's say, till 21. And since I left home, I only lived in three places, which is really? one oh, for four wow. years, one for 16 years, and one for 10 years. What, what was were all the 16 nice? years one? All nice ones. Yeah. I mean, not bad. The first one was small by now, but you know, for, for a, right out of college, I was very happy with it. The 16-year the one, my brother and I bought an apartment together mm-hmm. um, when we were 24. And it, it took a while to pay off, whatever. But um, when you're two 24-year-old twin brothers owning an apartment together in New York City, kind of cool. You were but like the property two, brothers. Yeah. yeah. When, when you're two, you were matching you know, suits and shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're two 40-year-old brothers that are common-law married to each other because you lived together for so long, <laughs> it was time to sell the apartment. And then he moved to Florida... And I moved to the apartment that I think I know Tracy, you've been here with uh, I have been where there. Gas Digital started was in this apartment. I've been here now almost eleven years. Wow. Was that weird when your brother left, was that weird to like have your New York identity separate from him? You know what's funny is that we lived together our whole lives till we were forty, right? Mm-hmm. But for most of that time, we had opposite schedules. We would never fucking see each other. Mm-hmm. Like literally the only day we'd both be in home was Sundays. And we'd go to Brooklyn to see my grandfather and have dinner with him. Mm-hmm. Did he also go to Albany for school? Yeah, we went to Albany together. We took the graduated with basically the same GPA, took the same classes, basically. Spooky. I mean, yeah, really what weird. was the GPA? Horrible. A 2.3. That is bad. <laughs> I will say this. I would not go to classes for months at a time. Like I, I, yeah, I know it reflected in your grades. Yeah, Ralphie. it was crazy. Like I um, grad, I took a, a accounting class in Albany. I went three times. First day, midterm, <laughs> and final. Never at the time, and I got a C minus, which is That's terrible. terrible. That's not it's terrible for never terrible, going. But I, I mean, believe they call that failing up. Is yeah. the term for that? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we lived, but we didn't move too far from 29th and third to 38th and third. It was the place we bought. And what is neighborhood Murray is that Hill. called? 30 Still Murray Hill. Basically yeah. the end of Murray Hill on either side. You know, but at the time I picked apartments that I liked the apartment more than I cared about the location. Yeah, yeah. And I had been coming to the East Village so often for music, for restaurants, for, you know, whatever, my friends, whatever, that when we sold that apartment, I was like, well, I know I need to live in the East Village. On the money I'm going to be saving on cabs alone or sure. time trains alone, it's just worth it to move back that move to the East Village. And I've yeah. been in this apartment for almost 11 years. The East Village is one of the greatest. I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's, it's so worth going to. You can really get like a bunch of different food, a bunch of different personalities in just a couple of blocks. I yeah. love it. For sure. And also, I mean, I'm right by Tompkins Square Park. There's so, mm-hmm. yes. much, there's so much history in this neighborhood. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, rent was written on my corner. At uh, John Larson wrote it at a, a place at the time was called Life Cafe that's mentioned in the play. Um, mm-hmm. Tompkins Square Park is where all the famous riots were for gay rights and stuff in, in the 80s. And then um, Charlie Parker, the famous drummer, they made the movie Whiplash for us. That his house, Charlie Parker House, is a block from my apartment. And then uh, Christodora House, which is the tallest building in Alphabet City, is where Lou Reed recorded the first two Velvet Underground records and where the Black Panthers had all of their meetings in the 60s. 
And we've also talked about uh, Tompkins Square Park here before. You could really get a pretty decent um, New York look because you still have a little bit of that heroin vibe in there. You also have new parks for kids that like we never grew up with that, like, you know, climby things and and you have... (laughs) <laughs> but like things, I love it. we didn't used to have playgrounds like that it was two swings and you landed on concrete if you fell now yeah. there's like all kinds of stuff but you do get that um you know you bring your pizza in here but also you know somebody might be sleeping on the bench it's right, yeah for sure. i like new york to still be dirty i don't want it to be super manicured and super clean i want a little danger a little soul i don't like when the first 7-eleven opened up in in the east village there was hate. Like they that said, weird. get the fuck yeah. out of here. We don't want you here. Go somewhere else. And like when Ross from Friends started building his uh, castle here in the East Village, he, you know, he tore down an old brownstone and built his own thing. They're like, fuck you, Ross. Get out of the East Village. It was written on the, on the billboards on the side. That's you funny. Know. They didn't even call him David Schwimmer. They didn't even call him David Schwimmer. They called him Ross. He's Ross. He's Ross through and through, he man. Really I've, is. I've never met him, but I know that's his personality. And you not just, just that. He's not just Ross. He's fuck you, Ross. Fucking Ross. <laughs> so the so neighborhood, the, I'm sorry, the neighborhood that Ralph, that you live in now, um, is it considered Alphabet City? It's, it's considered a subset of the East Village, Alphabet City. Uh, hilariously, it used to be part of the Lower East Side. And then at some point, the Lower East Side became below Houston. Right so then there. it got kind of engulfed with... Um, they moved it down lower. Village. Yeah, and they now it's like East Village is Al- Alphabet City, technically East Village. And in fact, Avenue C, I don't know if you ever talked about it on the show, it's called L O S I D A Avenue. And okay. it's because the reason why is back in the day, that was still part of the Lower East Side. And it was all Spanish people that lived there that didn't speak English. And when you asked them, where do you live in a thick Spanish accent, they would say Lower East Side. Because they couldn't say Lower East Side. So they call it L O S I D A Avenue to pay homage to them. Oh, I didn't know that. Also, we're just trusting that that's true and if it is true, yeah, storm is telling us, us the truth and oh, no, storm lays pipe right here <laughs> hilarious um so the movie joe's apartment if anyone's ever seen that i don't know if we ever talked about that on this podcast because you like it too much Tracy. i like that's that all movie. i remember that so good. Yeah. that's actually in ralph's neighborhood Oh, really? Isn't that an empty yeah, neighborhood? because that's how many roaches there are in that neighborhood. It cleaned up a little bit. That's where I got robbed. Remember when we spoke on my episode, the uh, woman who uh, robbed chased you. me. Yeah, chased me out of the apartment and was on coke, yelled at her boyfriend and then robbed me. That was Alphabet City. You've but gotten you robbed a lot. <laughs> you know, I always thought I didn't get robbed. I was like, oh, I'm a New Yorker who didn't get robbed. Well, I guess I did. I've never yeah. gotten robbed once just because I'm almost 6'6". Six, six. I think leader. you got your phone robbed. My phone, but that <laughs> yeah. was the only time. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I can't never say never. I've robbed besides one time. <laughs> I forgot to consider that. I don't know. It's robbed. I guess it is robbed, but it doesn't feel like robbed. I don't know why. It's not robbed, robbed. Rob. It's not hot or robbed. <laughs> yeah. It's like robbed adjacent. <laughs> sure. Whatever you got to say to feel good, man. You got mugged. You got mugged like a little lady. (laughs) Go ahead and sleep at night, Ralph. (laughs) Okay. Storm doesn't get robbed. (laughs) Storm got got robbed. You gave him the phone. Oh, yes, sure. You're you're such a philanthropist. You're like, you need this more than I do. You needed a nice phone. I don't know. I need a bouncer to help me call 911. (laughs) That's exactly how I do it. That's exactly how I sound. (laughs) Excuse me. Hey, can can you punch him for me real quick? I don't get mugged. (laughs) (laughs) So was that your was that your major New York moment? I mean, I feel like that gun story. No, uh, 
Sorry to cut you off. So when you, I think about an only in New York moment, I mean, I think you can get robbed anywhere. Yeah. Know, but, uh, <laughs> so I was sitting, the coffee shop was uh, uh, an epicenter of cool for a long time. In New oh, York. I love the coffee shop. I was there for like 35 years. It was there yeah. forever yeah. and somehow kept its cool the whole time. Right? It really did. Yeah. Yeah. So a friend of mine worked there. She was a waitress there and I was there with my brother and we we're sitting at a table before their shift start. And it was um, three people, my friend and two other guys that worked there. Right. And my brother and I and my friend, she said, I want to be your out. brother. Yeah, Don't be yeah. redundant. Yeah. Um, my friend, she said she wanted she wanted to become a famous actress. Mm-hmm. The guy, one of the guys said, I, well, I really want to become a fan. I'm going to I'm going to become a famous a musician, and then the other guy said, "I'm going to become a famous model." And I remember, leaving. and you all said Beetlejuice three times. Yeah. <laughs> and just like they were all talking about how their careers are going to go, and they're going to all be superstars. I remember leaving with my brother. My God, these people are so full of shit. Whatever. But the girl is a friend of mine. She became somewhat famous. Her name is Jennifer Esposito. She's been in a ton of movies and, and TV shows. Yeah. The, the 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 guy saying about a musician was Maxwell, who put out a ton of music, and the <sighs> model was uh, Tyson Bickford. So they all. Sorry, I don't know Tyson. Did it. And that's the crazy part of it, that only in New York, New York would three people say, we're going to become famous, and all three of them did. Hold on, yeah. hold on. This is your fault. You looked at those beautiful faces and decided you don't have it? <sighs> Who are you looking at? I mean, these was, people... Coffee shop, it, everyone looked like that. Everyone yes, like the that. coffee okay, shop, everyone. Enough. Everyone's okay. so hot in the coffee shop. So for a little reference to the coffee shop, and I've, I've only been there a few times. I, I went a few times before it closed because um, I came out here in 2007. Every waitress is a model slash actress. Everyone in there is checking out everybody else in there. Um, there's mirrors everywhere. There's also like multiple kind of little rooms and yeah. places that you and can go. And outside, there was a juice bar. I mean, yeah. it just stayed cool forever. I think it opened in the 80s. Yeah, it yeah. It stayed cool forever, that place. It was also kind of inconspicuous looking on the outside. Like it wasn't flashy. I kind no, of wandered in It was in an there. actual like old school coffee yeah. shop kind of diner hours. converted into yeah. this hotspot. Yeah. yeah. It was just, that I'm was pretty like- sure I met Chappelle there. Oh, really? That time, a long time ago. It was, I think, this is how I remember it. It just feels weird now because of how famous he is. It was after um, the Baked movie. Um, oh, uh, Half Baked? baked? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the marijuana show. <laughs> um, and I was not anywhere near marijuana at all at that time oh, what in a my life. life, Hamda. Yes. <laughs> and I was sitting there with a friend of mine and he came up and said, hey, uh, I'm Dave Chappelle, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you look familiar. And he's like, well, I have this movie half baked. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's you. And <laughs> and uh, he goes, well, why don't we just go get high? I could even show you the movie. And I'm like, yeah, this feels weird. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, so- <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Hemza. I wasn't a smoker at the time. No wonder he won't do so the I podcast. <laughs> I'm reaching out and reaching out. I'm like, I have this podcast. With him, they said, "Yeah, no, thank you." Yeah, the bitch from the coffee shop. <laughs> I got. I have a though. movie. Doubt it. <laughs> I'm famous. Nervous. Don't think so. <laughs> it's true what Ralph and Andrea are saying, though, about coffee shop because every single person in there is a model. When I used to apply for jobs online, when I worked in hospitality, I would apply, and it would be like, "Coffee shop, please send your headshot, yeah, your yeah, acting yeah. resume," and it was so crazy. And you know, living that kind of lifestyle in entertainment is just so stressful. Yeah. And I think that online counseling is the best way to really relieve a ton of stress and just like kind of like 
figure out what your life plans are. Cause right yeah. now everything is up in the air and better help online counseling is always going to be there for you. It is available worldwide to different clients. And in fact, so many people have been using better help that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 States. The service is just amazing. You could talk about your depression, stress, anxiety, relationships. Talk about blowing trauma. off Dave Chappelle. You could talk about Feeling that. Feeling weird that about it for years. I don't know famous people. <laughs> not good esteem, anger. I, guys, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash New York. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New York. Yeah, you got to also help. point out that was yeah. over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And sure. Sure, that's I, I wasn't sure if he was impersonating someone because I wasn't familiar with any yeah, of he's this. impersonating someone. That's yeah. what he's doing. But basically, you're saying if you knew he was famous, you would have smoked pot with him and had sex with him. No, I wouldn't because I've I didn't smoke weed. So and I, I don't know famous people. So they don't um, they don't do that thing that it does to other people. Sure, sure, I just yeah. thought like this is a, a person I don't know. So he got, you know, from zero to come smoke a thing. You don't smoke, you know, yeah, yeah it, sure, that's sure. a little like, this fucking freak. I don't know. I wasn't smoking. Now I know like smoking culture, like it's totally normal to be like, come smoke this thing with me. Like now yeah. I've done it. I just wasn't. I didn't oh, know. I, I'm not, not going to get high with this stranger that I've never gotten high before. How dare you smoke? <laughs> Honestly, can I tell oh you how dumb? I didn't know was, if dumb. it was Dave Chappelle. I don't know who, what. I'm not, I'm not a pot person, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, this story would have been way cooler if you smoked pot. Of Dave course. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drink from peer pressure and I didn't smoke pot from peer pressure. I did those things when I was genuinely curious about it. It's the only, like, you know, I, I kissed people I wasn't ready for, but that's a different disease. I've actually, I never tried a drug in my life other than weed a little bit, but I host a show called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. So we get a lot of shit for the fact that we're not really representing the drug culture at all. So once a year on the show, I try a (laughs) drug on the air. What kind really? of drugs do you try? Wow. So far, I've done the first one was an edible where I passed out. Second one was mushrooms, which I was drooling for. Yeah. Third was supposed to be Molly. We took it. We found out it was crystal meth, and I was up for three days. Fourth, how was, good did you feel though? It was horrible. I hated it. I hated every one of these. Um, I don't know. I just yeah. was trying to be cool. Then I got actual crystal, uh, actual Molly, and then last one right before the pandemic, I did cocaine. All of them one Ooh. time. All of them on the show. How what did was you the f- cocaine like? How did you feel about cocaine? I don't like any of them, but I think that, and a few fans have said this to me, which I get, I'm taking these drugs in the worst possible scenario. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, of course, you're not going to like it. So, so far, it's not been an issue. I haven't liked any of them. Like, I haven't even thought about doing any of them again. Yeah, yeah crystal meth is like is- off someone's tit in, yeah. the, in the moment. Drugs are kind of like threesomes. Like, they, it has to be, you know, spur of this the moment. This is our drug expert. Yeah, I mean, not, I guess so. I would you, I guess I'm the one who's done the most drugs out of anyone. Yes, hands down. I've, it, Tracy's I mean, never done anything. I've never done uh, a handful of things. Like, it's, I think you know, that crystal like acid. Meth, yeah, crystal meth is more of like a lounge drug, you know? I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's more of Tracy like. Isn't though. No, but I do know about, about crystal meth. Like you can lose a lot of weight, but mostly mm. um, it's in teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the- I mean, I've never done crystal meth. I did do Molly in an after hours club in Montreal. And then That's I- a good place for it. Yeah. Again, it's got to be the right moment, right time. But the everyone was getting too close to me. 
and I started to freak out and then a bouncer kind of started came, coming at me and I punched the bouncer. So later, everyone oh was God. like, sweetheart, that was not uh, ecstasy, that or Molly. That was absolutely meth and probably like some sort of PCP oh situation. Oh my God, you guys just had a twinsy moment. I know. We're both born on New Year's Eve. We're like the same person. I know. Oh, oh. oh my God. Are you guys oh. going to do meth on your birthdays this year together? Oh, let's do it. Oh my God. Storm, what? where have you been my whole life? <laughs> wow. You know, if you are um, staying home a lot, which everyone really is, a great thing to do is to try Green Chef because it's a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. We have all been using Green Chef. Uh, yes. Andrea, what have you cooked from Green Chef? I cooked like a coconut shrimpy type situation Ooh. with all these spices. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I love it. You yeah, know, in absolutely. a world where I can't do math off a bar or punch a bouncer, I can sit in my house and fucking cook a delicious meal. And be they would love to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm taking my health into my own hands and oh, I love it. Beautiful. I yeah. made a curry chicken. And here's the thing. It's like, I never cook with curry. Like, I don't know how to cook right. with curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they give you like these spice blends and the sauces are the best. Have you noticed Sauce. that? Yes. yes, the sauces yes. are off the chain. Oh my God. They're so amazing. I'm uh, going to post the ones that I cooked. I, I have a couple of them. I was so proud of them. Before I dive in, I took a picture. I'm going to post that in our Facebook group. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we all know how to cook, but it just mm -hmm. kind of, like, gives you ideas that you would never think of before. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. It's really just so good. Guys, use code NEWYORK80 to get $80 off your first month, plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash NEWYORK80 to redeem and for more details. That's greenchef.com slash New York 80 for $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. What a These guys are great. And if you're going to use our code, it also supports the show. So it's a win-win. You know, I went to uh, cooking school for a year and I ran a restaurant here in New York for about four years called Ferrier on 65th and Madison. It's not there anymore. But uh, Ooh. Is that why you cook so well, Ralph? Yes, ma'am. That is oh my why. God. I've, been See, experimenting, I've been experimenting with a lot of weird vegan food, even though I'm not vegan. noticed just to see if I can make things taste good. And I did a great, the vegan cheese, I had someone come over, I didn't Ugh. tell them it was cheese. I didn't tell them it was vegan. I said, look, it's my first time making mozzarella cheese. What do you think of it? And she had, because you know, it's actually not bad for the first time. And I was like, it's vegan. She's no fucking way is that vegan. So I'm getting there. Face. Yeah, you made much vegan mozzarella from scratch? Well, I used almond milk. And right. Made it so, almond. yeah, you made it from yeah. scratch. Yeah, Impressive. Like You've gone I'm, so far from those roast beef and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> what a journey. Yeah, but I, I still have those. Right now, vegan. I'm dry aging a steak in my fridge for 45 days. I got 20 days left to go to try that. Oh, Ooh. nice. Yeah. Love it. Wow, this is really, um, this is just showing like from Brooklyn to the East Village, like how <laughs> yeah. the different parts of New York, really, bitch. they change a man. I got to tell you, they really yeah. change a man. Is yeah, your family I, still in Gravesend? Do you go back? Nobody, no, only person that's left in New York is my uncle who lives in Sheepshead Bay. And I go see him. He's like not doing too well health wise. I go see him probably well before COVID. I'd go see him once a month. And I would always time it so I could go eat at Randazzo's <laughs> and then go see him and then come back. Because he lives right there up the block. I walk over there. 
I love making plans based on food. That is the number one thing. And I think it's, that's it. If you're coming to New York, I do think that you should plan food and then you see the stuff like on the way to it in the neighborhood. Like I think it's totally okay to plan your New York trip around restaurants, foods, like stuff that you've heard of that you could just bite on. So good. I've been to about 60 countries and I can tell you that New York is the only city in the world where you can get great versions of every, almost every culture. Amazing uh, Greek food, amazing Japanese food. There's so many great things that are all within a block of each other. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so good here in New York. That, that's the, the number one. That inconvenience is what keeps me in New York no matter what. It's yeah. a smorgasbord. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Ooh. Uh, the East Village. I used to work in the East Village. I worked. Of course um, you did. <laughs> I did. I worked um, right in, where in the East Village, but the Kmart building, which is right by the cube. I worked on Astor Place yeah. uh, and Broadway over there. And the best part about working there was lunchtime. Just like yeah. taking There's a so walk. Many great you know, it's just it's so different when you work in Midtown and you have lunchtime. Like Ugh. Ugh. it is the worst experience. You're Pratt. grabbing fucking Ugh. gross pret you're like getting like some kind of pre-made salad it's like 25 dollars yeah. uh you know it's like some kind of sandwich from like the the deli case i don't know it's just like so unappealing mm-hmm. and then you work in the east village and you're like wow should i get an arepa from venezuela today mm-hmm. or should i get a crab roll next door right what's it luke shawarma yeah. right should i get shawarma should mm. i get you know, you can go to the falafel Soup bar. dumplings. It used to be porchetta. porchetta. was on that same block. That's East 7th Street is one of the best blocks for food. Oh, my God. It's in New York City. the best. That street is amazing. There's um, what's the the cupcake place there is uh, Buttercup Bakery. Buttercup Bakery. There's, there's, there's a Butter Lane, actually. And then also Butter Lane. There you go. Ruffian is an incredible restaurant where it's a different menu every night. Oh, uh, right on the corner of uh, A and 7th is a place called Lovers of Today which is beneath Niagara. It's a hidden bar. And they have some of the best drinks in New York. There's a place under Niagara? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? There's two two places under Niagara. How many fucking times have I almost passed out of Niagara and I never fucking found these places? Have you been at least to uh, to PDT or no? No, no, no. I... Oh my God. So no, I, Ralph, can you tell our listeners exactly what this is? Cause they're not going to understand these. Okay, so I found this out by accident and I'll explain to you how it happened. There's a really great hot dog place called Criff dog or Griff yes. dog, right? Yeah. And uh, they make their own hot dogs. It's great. I love that place. I would go there just to have a really good New York hot dog. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there one day during the day, this is 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so there's a phone, old timey phone booth in there. And I see someone walk out of the phone booth. And I know for a fact, there was it's nobody Superman. in that phone booth 30 seconds earlier. So yeah. I turned to the girl behind <laughs> the counter and said, am I going crazy? There was nobody there. And she goes, oh, we're opening up a bar next door. So the only way to get in is you pick up the phone, you dial one, and you say, please let me in. And the back of the phone booth is fake. And in it's a hidden, um, very cool lounge with also hot dogs created by five of the best chefs in New York. What? Separate menu only available there. And it's called PDT, which stands for Please Don't Tell. Oh. Uh, is it still there? Been there for 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first. I'm I'm a big fan of speakeasy and hidden places in New York. Yes. I could go on about 50 places in New York that you would never know existed. Well, we'll have to have you back on just for that. Wait, can yeah. you tell us one Ralph's more, though? List. Tell us your favorite place besides PDT. Okay. So the, the one that sticks out right now, you want food or drink? Food. 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 Okay, so food for sure 
is a place called um, Boo. Okay. Actually, you know, I'll tell you another one. The other one is uh, you want it to be in the East Village? Wherever. Okay, Wherever. Wherever. Okay, so we'll say Boo. Boo for a specific reason. Limelight, which is where I used to work as a DJ, right, yeah. is now a restaurant and a gym. It's a church. Yes. That used to be a nightclub. Oh, it's right? so weird looking. It was now, great. Yeah. I was there for the mm-hmm. heyday. It was, it was amazing. One night. We, we all were there. Ralph. Yeah. yeah. But I was a DJ there for when there were 7,000 people there for LA Guns and the cops came in and shut us down. Yes, LA Guns. Great. But anyway, sorry. you go into the restaurant, <laughs> you go up to the second floor, turn around, and in the back, there's a red door. Open that red door. It's an eight-seat sushi bar. Separate from the restaurant. Totally different menu. You have to make reservations via text message. And it's some of the best sushi in New York City. What? Yeah. There's another one in a hotel room, 1001 on 3232, which is 32 East 32nd Street, right off Fifth Avenue. You have to get a hotel room key. And it's a four-seat sushi bar. They only seat four people a night. You go into a hotel room, and that's where it is. Fuck it, eh, man? Wow. Okay, but here's the thing. Is that a sushi bar or is that some guy that no, has a hotel room no, 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 no. that just ordered just, sushi? Yeah, exactly. He just throws it out of the container. It's incredible. It's on the model's body. Yeah. I've done that too. There's some place in New York that do that. You know, the, the sushi on a woman. It's a fucking it's requiem time. for a dream shit, dude. It's, it's actually not traditional Japanese. It's all was created in a movie. It's not true at all. What? But, no. Yeah. Come on. Wait, Japanese people don't eat sushi off hot white women? That's not a I thing. I thought it was part of their like old-timey culture to make oh, women well. do that, but it's not. <laughs> it's like some weird, you know, emperor thing, but it's not. Um, but yeah, I could go on about a hundred different places. There's so many great places in New York that are hidden, hidden bars, yeah. hidden restaurants. Amazing. Oh, we got to get Ralph's have- list for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have to really dive into this. I love finding out new things about a place that we really think we knew up and down. Yeah. yeah. More just because I think you guys would love this place. Yes, right? please. So in the Lower East Side, there's a, an alley called Freeman's Alley, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. In the back of Freeman's Alley, so it's a little hidden alley. You got to first find the little hidden alley because it's between two blocks. And on the end of the block is a great restaurant called Freeman. So it's a Delish. hidden restaurant in back of a little hidden block. But if you go up to the second floor around the back, there's a place called Banza Bar. Again, separate menu, separate restaurant. The whole theme there is spices and concoctions based on expeditions from the United States that sailors took and the spices they brought back to America. That's the whole menu. And what? it's a phenomenal place. So specific. Wow. It's really great. Called Banzabar. Their drinks are off the off the charts, and they usually have a rotating food menu that's great as well. Oh my god, that's amazing. My mind wow. just got blown. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh, my I mind have a whole podcast just on that. Harder yeah. than Slash by Storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just I, honestly, Tracy, off air, we can go into about fifty other great. I'm excited about bus. this. I had a, a drinks and a, and food in a water tower once. They they converted to a, a bar. You know, one of those top water towers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so many. That's terrifying. There's a great place called the Threesome Toll Booth that is only big enough for three people. The bartender (laughs) and you two. And it's hidden (laughs) behind a bar. And I don't want to go there. It's so great. They're all so great. I mean, I have so many. Oh, Andrea wants to go there. I don't in a pre-COVID world, man. Oh, yeah. all these enclosed spaces with strangers. And we wonder I miss why it. we can't have indoor dining in New York City. We only have space for three people. Half <laughs> of our restaurants are in hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. This is how it goes. Andrea, what do you have going on? Talk to me. 
You can follow me at Andrea Comedy 69 on Instagram. Live it, love it. I'm always on there posting thirst traps, posting bullshit. It's great. Um, you can listen to my podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Uh, you can also check out our Only in New York website. Hello. Hello. Buy those holographic stickers. You can get a shout out on the show. You can get uh, audio and video from our live show. That's Ooh. only available there. Go check out the website. I think you guys are going to like what you see. Chemda, what's going on with you? That website is onlyinnewyorkpod.com. Oh, yeah. You guys might need that. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to make you work it for it? Chemda <laughs> <laughs> uh, spelled C-H-E-M-D-A. I have a podcast called Keith and the Girl. Um, we're up to our 3,000-something episode. We've been what going since the fuck? Why? Why? So, <laughs> uh, you know, just like everything else, we're asking ourselves why all the time about mm -hmm. stuff, but mostly because it's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Keith and the Girl is on every platform, uh, social media, wherever you find podcasts, look for Keith and the Girl. Awesome. Guys, uh, where, Ralph, can you tell us where we can find you? Tell us what's going on. I know that you have the SDR show that's going two times a week now, which is yeah. insane. Well, it is... Uh Everything from the, the show is at the SDRshow.com and make it super easy for that. Uh, me everywhere is at I am Ralph Sutton. And we have a great up and coming guest uh, this week is uh, Andy Dick. Next week, Russell Peters, <laughs> Adam Carolla, Steve O, Ray Romano. I mean, one after the other, we have some great guests coming up on the show. We went to two days a week, live every Wednesday, every Saturday. And you could watch for free at 9 p.m. Eastern time at the SDRshow.com slash live. Oh man, the SDR show is so much fun. I've been on it myself. Um, I've seen a naked man just standing right next to me on the show. So if you guys want to Google that, do you have sushi on his? We did uh, once, not on him though, but we've done that. You know, he looks, done a lot he of looked like things. he had sushi, but it just turned out that he was naked. Um, it looked like a, like a cocktail, Frank. I think. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Guys, you can listen to me. Uh, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Teen Mom Trash Talk. And you could go to my website, tracycarnazzo.com for all of my upcoming question mark tour dates. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you could follow me on social media at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter. And guys, make sure that you're going to onlyinnewyorkpod.com because there are just so many experiences. There's more than just holographic stickers. You mm -hmm. could actually have balls and sauce with the three of us in an mm -hmm. interactive brunch so go over there check out all of the rewards it's going to be mind-blowing uh and you know andrea what do you have to say about that balls sauce <laughs>